Welcome back to the Multi-Passionate Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, where I help you find your confidence, move forward with intentional actions, and finally gain the self-awareness you need to move back to center. Dina Adams here, and I'll be your guide while we push through the circumstances of your past and into what God has for you. So grab a warm drink, get comfy, and let's get talking. In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about anxiety and the new year. Now, keep in mind, although I'm talking about the new year, this can be applied any time of the year. And it's really important to understand that I am not a mental health professional. This is information from other professionals in their industry. And if need be, consult your own mental health provider if you need more support in this area. A lot of people have specific expectations about New Year's Eve, right? And many people will feel anxiety around it. Um, They feel anxiety around spending their first New Year's with their significant other or not being in a relationship at New Year's. So they don't have someone to hug and kiss when the clock strikes 12. So they're kind of standing by themselves. They are concerned about how they look, what they'll wear, if they'll meet someone to go into the new year with. Not to mention things like finances, if this year will be different than last year, health, business, work, and the list goes on and on, right? We all feel a little bit of anxiety around these things. We all can get a little bit anxious. And sometimes, though, we have to understand that anxiety can become much more than this and too much for us to handle. So I found this article on adultmentalhealth.org where they are talking about managing and reducing anxiety. Specific, this is where we're talking about not just the normal everyday anxiousness, worry, concern. We're talking about anxiety disorders. So I just want to make sure that's clear. So if that's something that is not something you can listen to right now, if it's triggering for you, go ahead and just shut off this podcast. I do have a link in the description for this article so that you can reference it anytime you want to. Okay, so in the article, Locke Hughes says, while it's normal to get nervous about an important event or life change, about 40 million Americans live with an anxiety disorder, which is more than the occasional worry or fear. Anxiety disorders can range from a generalized anxiety disorder, GAD, which is is intense worry that you can't control, to panic disorder. Sudden episodes of fear along with heart palpitations, trembling, shaking, or sweating can happen. He says there are 10 expert-backed suggestions to relax your mind and help regain control of your thoughts. The reason I want to share this is because we see this a lot during the holidays, in big changes in life, and I think it's really important that we start to recognize and um, recognize that there, there is such a thing as anxiety disorder and we need to be aware of it. So if you or someone you know has an anxiety disorder, this might be helpful. And make sure to reach out and follow your own mental health professionals instructions and guidance and support on managing your own anxiety. Okay, so in this article, um, there is a list of 10 things to manage and reduce anxiety. One, stay in your time zone. And this is where Tamar Chansky, PhD, a psychologist and author of Freeing Yourself from Anxiety, talks about getting out of the future and getting into the present 
one of the things that happens is with anxiety disorder is what I have learned is called future tripping. And the, it they stay focused on with the future, what's to come, what's going to happen, as opposed to staying in the present. So what she says in this article is to ask yourself, what's happening right now? Am I safe? Is there something I need to do right now? And if not, make an appointment to check in with yourself later in the day to revisit your worries so those distant scenarios don't throw you off track. She talks about reeling yourself back into the present. One thing that is important as well is knowing who your support system is that can help you through this process. Some people don't have anyone and they have to do this on their own. And it's really important to develop those skills and working with your own mental health professional will give you that space to work through these and to help you build your support system. Okay, number two, relabel what's happening. Panic attacks can often feel like you're dying or having a heart attack physically. So remind yourself, I'm having a panic attack, but it's harmless, it's temporary, and there's nothing I need to do, Chansky says. Also, plus, keep in mind, it really is the opposite of a sign of impending death. Your body is activating its fight or flight response, the system that's going to keep you alive. So a lot of people can really feel this way. And I think most times being an onlooker, we seem to think people are being overdramatic. And they're saying this is, if you're seeing this, this is a sign of an anxiety disorder. Number three, Fact check your thoughts. People with anxiety often fixate on worst case scenarios, she says. To combat these worries, think about how realistic they are. Say you're nervous about a big presentation at work. Rather than think I'm going to bomb, for example, say I'm nervous but I'm prepared. Some things will go well and some may not, she suggests. Getting into a pattern of rethinking your fears helps train your brain to come up with a rational way to deal with your anxious thoughts. Number four, breathe in and out. Deep breathing helps you calm down. While you have heard about specific breathing exercises, you don't need to worry about counting out a certain number of breaths, she says. Instead, just focus on evenly inhaling and exhaling. This will help slow down and recenter your mind. Number five, follow the 333 rule. Look around you and name three things you see, then name three sounds you hear. Finally, move three parts of your body, your ankle, fingers, or arm. Whenever you feel your brain going 100 miles an hour, this mental trick can help center your mind, bringing you back to the present moment. Number six, just do something. Stand up, take a walk, throw away a piece of trash from your desk. Any action that interrupts your train of thought helps you regain a sense of control, she suggests. Number seven, stand up straight. When we're anxious, we protect our upper body where our heart and lungs are located. By hunching over, Chansky says, for an immediate physical antidote to this natural reaction, pull your shoulders back, stand or sit with your feet apart, and open your chest. This helps your body start to sense that it's back in control. Number eight, stay away from sugar. It may be tempting to reach for something sweet when you're stressed, but a chocolate bar can do more harm than good, as research, research shows that eating too much sugar can worsen anxious feelings. Instead of reaching into the candy bowl, drink a glass of water or eat protein, which will provide a slow energy your body can use to recover. Number nine, ask for a second opinion. 
Call or text a friend or family member and run through your worries with them, Chansky says. Saying them aloud to someone else can help you see them clearly for what they are. It can also help to write your fears on paper. And number 10, watch a funny video. This final tactic may be the easiest one yet. Cue up clips of your favorite comedian or funny TV show. Laughing is a good prescription for any anxious mind, Chansky says. Research shows that laughter has lots of benefits for our mental health and well-being. One study found that humor could help lower anxiety as much as or even more than exercise can. You can find the link of the article in this description below, like I mentioned before. And I wanted to share a few of my thoughts on this article. If you recognize that 40 million people have anxiety disorders, you probably encounter at least one person a day with this disorder and don't even know it. And they may even live in your household. Living with anxiety disorder can feel very debilitating and scary if you don't have someone who knows how to support you through a panic attack, or they have anxiety as well and struggle to help you through it. Make sure to know who you can reach out to for support in your daily life when a panic attack occurs. Make sure you know the skills that help you the most. What's the one thing you can turn to? What's one of the 10 things that we talked about today that you can do for yourself if you don't have someone you can reach out to? And then also make sure you know who you can reach out to for support in your daily life when a panic attack occurs. Know how you react in certain situations and environments. You can make sure you have someone who is willing to go with you to help lessen the anxiety around being in those places. And most importantly, I've said it multiple times in this podcast, is to seek a mental health professional to help you determine if these skills are best for you. And if not, they will be able to help you with the skills for you and how it works for you. I hope this was helpful. I know this is a touchy subject for many people. It can be hard to discuss, and especially because a lot of people will blow it off as it's no big deal and people are overreacting or over-dramatizing. And I want to encourage you that if you are living with an anxiety disorder or any mental health disorder, you have support, you have people that can help you. It's just a matter of finding them. And unfortunately, it's not always the people in our circle that we trust the most that can help us. So reach out to your mental health provider and get the support that you need so you can strengthen your skill set and support yourself better by doing some of these techniques and building your own support system to be there for you. Email me at podcast at and share your takeaway from today's episode.